Good afternoon, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Haggard Sept and Hershey Zelf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. I'm Rex Brewer, along with Dane Filling. And Dane, uh, kind of a different time of the season. We're running into Christmas Eve, so we're doing the show on Monday tonight. Uh, so here we are. It's Christmas Eve Monday. I think it's Monday, isn't it? I think it's Monday. Uh, we have a special guest here with us today, and uh, also uh, have a nice little crowd starting to join us here at the uh, Double Eagle for our high school wrestling weekly, and uh, have had lots of good feedback from the the podcast coming out. Uh, numerous people have let me know that they've listened to it and really enjoyed our show. So, uh, positive feedback at least for right now is a good thing, right, Dane? I think so. So uh, the way we run our show here is we have the weigh-ins. We have first round, second. Uh, we have first period, second period, third period, and then overtime. We're in the weigh-in section right now, and. Uh, Dane, why don't you give me a run of, of what you got in store for us this week? Now we're going to talk a little bit about our uh, schedule over the next two weeks and then run over uh, results from uh, a very busy week for Adams and Wells and Jay County teams. And then in the uh, first period, we're going to take a look at the updated semi-state rankings from Indiana Matt. And we'll take a look at uh, the upcoming schedule for area teams, the holiday uh, tournaments. Then we'll talk with uh, Brandon Razzo, Belmont assistant coach, during the second period and talk a little bit about... Uh, girls wrestling and uh, the Belmont girls along with some other area uh, wrestlers in the third period we'll talk about the week ahead across the state and look at other holiday tournaments outside of ones that uh, our area teams are involved in and then we'll take an in-depth look at at, uh, the Al Smith tournament at Mishawaka and look a little bit more about what that tournament looks like this year and then in overtime we're going to put you to the test Rex and we're going to let you pick all 14 Al Smith champs and we'll come back next week and see how you did well for first off why don't you move your mic a little bit closer to your mouth there get a little bit better sound you're up there and now sound a little bit better there um right now we're into the uh, section of the show we're going to talk about uh, you have a reminder for the New Year's Eve show here at uh, Double Eagle Yes, they'll have a uh, steak dinner a filet special on the 31st here at uh, Double Eagle. So make sure that you come out and celebrate uh, the end of the decade, Rex, at uh, the Double Eagle. And then uh, we're going to have a very special show. Make sure that you listen in live on WZBD on January 1st. We're going to do a dual broadcast with Indiana Matt, and we're going to reveal who will be wrestling whom at the uh, Team State Tournament on January 4th. Now, that's actually video, right? So we're going to have to dress up for that? We may have to. We may have to. Pamper up our radio faces. We've, I've had the radio face going for a long time. I guess the video face is something I've not been used to, but uh, we're ready for that. And then uh, that reveal show is coming up, once you said, on January 1st. Uh, what time are we thinking that's going to happen? Well, we're thinking in the evening, so we'll try We'll try to shoot for our 6 o'clock time slot again, but we'll have okay. to see. We're going to be joined by uh, Indiana Matt's Joe Caprino and Mike Reiser coming all the way from the region to join <laughs> us, uh, and uh, he's going to be chiming in with his ideas on the individual matchups and it'll be a lot of fun all right then uh now we're to the section of the show we're going to talk about uh the ac new haven match uh, that happened the other night uh, their big 50th anniversary and then the belmont versus leo match along with uh columbus city and the carroll duels and the new haven duels yeah so on tuesday adam central wrestled <coughs> new haven a very good duel up at new haven uh while our show was going on adam central ends up with a 43 to 33 win um a good turnaround, I think, for Adam Central as they come back after um, not quite having the week that they wanted at the ACAC duels. Um, but a, a pretty good win for them. A couple other results on Tuesday then. Southern Wells beats Northside. And Bluffton takes care of Mississinawa 62-14. Then on Thursday, Rex, you had the uh, Belmont and Leo match and a little bit different Leo team. Yeah, we went in there thinking that that was going to be a pretty close match. And by the time I got there, A.J. said that 
you know, they had four forfeits and uh, it was going to go fast. And it took me longer to get there and set the equipment up than in the match lasted. And uh, we were on the road uh, quite early, actually. We for our, to give our uh, our advertisers fair due, we stayed on and read some advertisements, played some extra commercials just to catch up because the match blew through so fast. Yeah, and it's just sort of unfortunate for Rod Williams that he didn't have those kids out and he didn't have anybody to replace them with. They're headed to team state, and really they don't have a bad team. They've beaten some teams um, so far this year, but with four or five forfeits, it's hard to well, it's hard to compete. You know, I've known Rod a long time. Rod came up. We were in a commercial break, right? Come up, and he was he was upset. I mean, he was upset with himself. He was upset with his team, and he came up and apologized to AJ and I that he didn't bring a better team to put on a better show. And it was like, Rod, you, you can only make – do with the kids you have come out and there's not a lot you can do if the, if the kids don't come out you're going to take a team you have and you're going to put it together and you're going to do the best you can and and he he was visibly upset for the fact that he didn't put on a good show that night he said that's only a second uh before that there was only two matches that they lost in that gym both of them to belmont one was in like a, a double overtime countdown to the eighth criteria and then then that match there so he was visibly disappointed that he did not bring a good team that night and like I said, they've been competitive in other duels. They just it did not work out against Belmont, fifty-four nineteen. They only lost to Columbia City by a point uh, on Saturday, five days earlier. So still competitive. I still think Leo. There's probably some teams that, in the two A tournament that Leo may be able to match up against and beat. But with that many forfeits, it's going to be it's going to be hard for them. Um, and then on um, also on Thursday, Mrs. Sinawa, who. Uh, got beat by Bluffton, 62 to 14 on Tuesday. They come back and they beat Southern Wells, 40 to thir- uh, 39, which I thought was an interesting uh, duel. Southern Wells, another team, man, they've got six guys I think who are ranked in the semi-state, but beyond that, they just really struggle. They had three forfeits against Mississinawa, um, and so they end up losing 40 to 39. So the difference between their ones and twos is a big gap. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's such a small school; it's hard for them to to, to fill that lineup. Uh, but looking at the results, you know they've got their their studs: Feekter, Beeks, Walden, Duncan, Perry. They get a win from Cat Ramsey at 106, um, who won nine to seven, uh, but still wasn't enough to beat Mississippi. And then on Friday, uh, I was at the uh, Columbia City Adam Central match. Great job by Tony Curry getting everybody out. Lots of faces that I recognized and a lot that I didn't. A lot of former wrestlers. Uh, Every head coach, I believe, all but one head coach in the program's history, uh, Barry Humble, went around and I think shook every single person's hand who was uh, around the mat. And I thought that was kind of a neat moment and, and a good show of appreciation for, for what Barry did by starting that program. Um, unfortunately for Adam Central, Columbia City, just too good of a lineup for them to be able to compete with. They lose 54-16. to 16. They win four matches. They get a really good performance from uh, Logan Allman and Gavin Cook. Jake Jackson went wild on Hunter Maggard. 13-0 was the score. All 13 were near fall points, scored in the second and third period. <laughs> That's a lot of turning. Um, he had a couple of tech falls this weekend, too. Uh, we'll talk about here in a second. And uh, Paul Ferrot ends up pinning Alton Mullinax. Columbia City went and pulled a flip-flop. They, they weighed in Jackson Pettigrew over 160. And he moves all the way up to 182, and he beats Blake Hirely 5-4 to four in a very, really? very good match. Really? Those are the only two, only two wrestlers on the two teams who came into the night undefeated. And um, You know, if th- you're going to go after somebody, that's the way to go after them, weighing heavy and go up two weight classes. <laughs> yeah, and, and Pettigrew took him down twice, and, uh, and, and that was the difference in the match. And then on Saturday, Belmont had an absolutely, uh, what I would almost call, perfect day going 5-0 and o against um, some very good teams. Four of the five teams that Belmont wrestled on Saturday are going to Team State in two weeks. 
And uh, we talked last week about how good we thought Garrett was, and Belmont went right through him. You know, we, you've kind of set me up on that uh, guessing uh, on that match, but uh, I knew that uh, Garrett was really tough. I had not seen them wrestle. Um, you and I had some texting going on right toward the end of that match, and I think the, the Braves have proven to people that they've stepped up, and they've got a solid team, and, I mean, they're going to beat a lot of people that people don't think they're going to win against. So uh, I think that the, the Braves have uh, loaded up a pretty nice team, and uh, they're – they're looking to make some noise here in the team state. So Belmont beats Cherubusco 54-22. Uh, they come back and they beat a Northrop team that had uh, six forfeits, I think, 72-6. to uh, They take out a Jay County team that just isn't quite competitive enough at the top of that 2A team state tournament. They beat Eastside 62-10. to And that Belmont-Garrett match, if we want to go through these results a little bit, um, you could almost argue that, that Belmont could have beaten Garrett by more. Yeah, didn't um, you say Froot was up and then lost that match? Yeah, Calvin Froot was up three to one on his feet, I believe, with 15 seconds left, and ends up losing six to three to Kane McCormick. Uh, but w- what was really great to see after that, and Froot was visibly upset, and, and the coaches, you could just tell that was one that we thought you know you, you had to win. But look at the results of the next two matches. Yeah. Kyle Lawson gets a pin in 13 seconds. Garrett Manley comes out and gets a pin in 30 seconds. And that really, you forgot about the throat match after that, and I think that made him feel better. Puts momentum back on the side where you want it to be, and then uh, Mowry coming in. Mowry's been out of the lineup. Uh, as he asked Brandon real quick, is uh, Mowry back uh, 100% yet, or is he still hurting a little bit from that injury? Uh, he's still hurting a little bit. He's not quite 100% yet, uh, but we knew uh, that's a match we that they, they we needed him in there. So uh, threw him out there for that match, but he's he's getting better. and. Well, rib injuries for wrestlers are really bad because you you bend and twist a lot, and it, it does not take a lot to hurt re-injure ribs. And I mean, and that's something that that really takes a long time to heal up. Well, it, it worked out great for Belmont because they were able to put Luke Litchfield in there. He goes out, gets two quick bends, goes two and zero in the day, gives Maori a rest, and in the matches that Maori came out, he came out like a ball of fire, yeah. uh, mad and angry at the world, <laughs> and, and that that helped. He only loses nine to four. Uh, at 160, Isaac Freet was winning his match. He ends up getting an injury default for six points. And then uh, it worked out well for Belmont. They were able to take uh, Clayton Fielden and throw Garrett Piper at him. Piper obviously gets pinned by the number one wrestler in the state. But then they come back, and Carter Seifring gets a pin with a stack. Um, cradle at, at 182, and then Caden Freet had an easy pin in the second period at 195. Uh, and then an absolutely outstanding performance. Dalton Robinson just got the crap beat out of him by Cole Bergman, but he keeps it to 7 nothing. And at that point, it really looked like it could be close, um, and I just thought that was a really great performance by uh, Robinson, who, you know, still at this point, I don't think he's, he's won a, he hasn't won a varsity match yet besides no. forfeits, and a, but he's still doing things that are helping the team. And if you think about it, I mean, that's exactly what, Belmont needed out of him that day for that match. He's given up a de- decision. Absolutely. From what I hear, the kid rode him almost the whole last period and yep. not sure why he wasn't looking to try and get a major to get another point. But, uh, you know, sometimes that's what it takes to help your team win, and Dalton came through right there. Yeah, it was definitely definitely a, a victory, even though it was in defeat for, uh, for Robinson. Uh, Mason Murphy gets pinned at 285, but Ike Rubel comes back. And Hayden Brady was a kid who was undefeated, a freshman at 106, that they were looking at the semi-state rankings, and people were saying, oh, this guy could be pretty good. And Rubel just walked right through him, 18-4. to 
10 more seconds, he probably would have had another takedown and would have, it would have been a tech fall. At that point, the match was kind of over. Uh, Carson Everett was losing, I think, 10-2 to two or 9-2 to two to Colton Weimer. And as AJ said on the broadcast on Thursday night, Everett has that Peterson that he hits. And nine seconds into the third period, he hits this Peterson, and Weimer is stuck. Gets a fall off of it. Uh, you don't see that very <clears throat> often. And then with that kind of momentum, then Mason Myers comes out uh, and pins Keegan McComb. And at that point, Belmont was just sort of uh, on cloud nine. Unfortunately, uh, Dobie Litchfield fell down uh, 5-0 early and ends up losing to Chandler Shear. But I think that's a match that after the first 30 seconds, you could see that Litchfield was the better wrestler. But Dobie made a mistake, and as I told him after the match, I said, Dobie, you wrestled him today. You may wrestle him next Saturday because they're at Mishawaka, and we very may well see them again the following Saturday at the, uh, at the Al Smith. You know, and that's why I texted you. I said he needs a good match. D- Dobie needs tested. He's, he's had a couple of easy matches, and uh, wrestling a, a quality kid and get beat 13-10 when you're down, I mean, that's a match you know that's within reach that he can win. So Adam Central then at, at, at uh, New Haven, they went 4-1. and one. They lost a tight match to Prairie Heights, 40-36. to 36. They beat Perry Meridian's B team. They beat Yorktown Rex, 63-15. to 15. I'm going to make a bold prediction. I don't know if Yorktown will have more than one wrestler advance at a regional this really? year. Really? Really? Um, they're, just, they're just down right now. AC beats Elkhart Memorial, th- uh, 48-34. And then in the final match of the day, they beat... Uh, McConaughey 37-36, and the other tournament that involved an area team, Bluffton, went 5-0 and at the Blackford Invite. So that kind of wraps up the weigh-in section. The weigh-in section of our program is over right now. We're going to send it back to the studio. Dave Nathan running a board for us. We'll be back with more wrestling talk right after these messages. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best. Paul Baker Drywall. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor.
Welcome back to Hagerstep and Hershey's Elt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. Rex, we're along with Dane Filling. And, Dane, now we're into the first period, and the action takes off. And uh, new semi-state rankings out. Yeah, uh, Indiana Matt published their new Indiana, or the Fort Wayne semi-state rankings uh, earlier in the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. So we'll take a look at those now. Ike Rubel remains the uh, number one wrestler at 106 pounds, and uh, I think Ike is going to get his first real challenge of the season at uh, Mishawaka next week. This week, actually, not next week. Uh, At 126 pounds, Landon Birch of Bluffton is up to number three, and Doby Litchfield is ranked fourth. Kyle Lawson is the number one uh, ranked wrestler at 138 pounds, and uh, Kyle's undefeated. Wrestled very, very well. If I look back at the east side match from Saturday where he wrestled the number five wrestler in the semi-state, Lane Burns, Kyle Lawson majors him 15-3. to three. Um, I think Kyle at this point is definitely the favorite to win semi-state at that, at that, at that weight. At 145 pounds, we've got two Jay County sectional wrestlers, William Feature from Southern Wells at number one, and Alex Curry at number three. Curry was sick on Friday and didn't wrestle against Columbia City. And they did wrestle early in the season, and uh, Feature got two takedowns and won a match, like 4-2, right? Yeah, I believe that's what it was. Uh, Feature just had those four <coughs> points. Uh, Curry did come back and wrestle on, on Saturday, though. Uh, at 152 pounds, another Southern, Southern Wells wrestler, Josh Beeks, is ranked number three. Norwell's Gage Shuckman is sixth. And Southern Wells is again at the rankings at 160 pounds with Jacob Duncan. And there's another Southern Wells wrestler, Jed Perry, number four. Uh, 170, a pretty darn good weight class this year, Rex, if Jed Perry is ranked fourth <laughs> in our semi-state. Uh, Paul Farouk, he's got a ton of losses right now, but he's right up there in the conversation. I know he lost a couple more this weekend um, and has kind of taken the brunt of Adam Central's schedule, it seems like, but um, he's ranked sixth. Caden Freet uh, is uh, ranked number three at 182 pounds. He suffered his first defeat against Mason Winter on Saturday from Jay County. But uh, Freet also worked over Sam Walker last weekend on Saturday. So, you know, Freet's right up there at the top. And uh, Christian Somerset is the only area wrestler ranked at 195. He's number three. And Kale Gray from Norwell is number one at 220. You know, four, four to nothing with uh, Mason Winter over Freet. Uh, was that a couple of takedowns? I mean, Oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I believe so. That's, that's pretty good showing against that. Uh, reversal on a takedown. Yeah, reversal on a takedown. And Free, I believe, chose neutral for his for his choice. Yeah, for third period. If I remember. And then, you know, I, kind of funny, we looked at There's nobody ranked at 285. 285 is a wide open. There is hardly anybody with any experience in our sectional. I had a text from the Muncie Central coach earlier in the week. He says, how's heavyweight looking for your sectional? I said, I couldn't even tell you the guys that are in it. <laughs> we just threw six names in a hat. And there are, ranked the top there six. are a lot of brand new names in there. So that could be a real, uh, a really important weight come sectional team scoring time. So that uh, gives us our rundown on the um, area wrestlers ranked for the uh, Fort Wayne semi-state. Uh, now let's move on to the section we're going to talk about the Al Smith invite coming up. Well, we just wanted to look at, uh, like we always do at this week's schedule, and really the only teams uh, in action this coming week are uh, Belmont at the Al Smith invite and Norwell, Jay County, and um, Bluffton are at the ECIC, and then Southern Wells wrestles at the uh, Spartan Classic in Connorsville. Connorsville. But uh, Brandon and I were talking before the show about just how good the Al Smith is this year. 
And if we look at the teams competing, you know, there's 32 teams. Uh, Crown Point's number three. They just came off a tournament where they defeated number one Brownsburg. Cathedral's ranked fourth. Chesterton is sixth. Perry Meridian, ninth. Hobart, tenth. Columbus East, 14th. And Merrillville, 15th. And that, that doesn't include Mishawaka, who's right there, Zionsville, Penn, um, and all of the other teams that are that are always right up there. You know, so you're you're coming in there trying to get a get a piece of that pie, and a, a place at the top of that is going to be really tough to get. Yeah, definitely. And that that uh, the seating meeting for that is on the 26th, and then two days of wrestling, uh, little boy gym and the big boy gym on the 27th, and then the the finals on the on 28th, and, and one of the real highlights of the year in in, in high school wrestling. Uh, for the ECIC, that's uh, the list of teams there. Bluffton, Jay County, uh, Lawrence Central actually left the Al Smith and are in the ECIC, uh, an Indianapolis team there. Uh, Marion, Monroe Central, Muncie Central, Norwell, Union City, Westdale, and Winchester. And I know uh, Eric Myers was saying that uh, that tournament is at Jay County Rex, and they had their seating meeting today for that already. So you might be able to find those brackets later on tonight. Um, on track wrestling. And then um, the Spartan Classic, like we said, is also, I think, on the same day on Friday and Saturday. And Southern Wells is there. Um, not quite what it used to be, as some of the, the teams have gone to different tournaments. Um, the last two big teams that were there were Ron Colley and Cathedral, and they've both left the tournament. Um, but it's still a good tournament. Uh, I wrote down some of the teams that are there. Beach Grove. Uh, Calumet, which is kind of crazy because Calumet used to always come to Mishawaka. And they drive right past Mishawaka to go to Calumet. For all those years, but they've <laughs> dropped out. Uh, Daleville has a good team. East Noble will be there. Fishers will be a good team there. Greenfield Central. But I think the team that's going to win it is Harrison from, from West Lafayette. Uh, also New Palestine and Valparaiso. I refereed that Connorsville tournament for about 15 years, and it was the Al Smith of the South. And it was, it was equally as tough as Al Smith was because Lawrence North came in there. Um, there were some big teams. Cathedral was there, um, Jeffersonville. I mean, there were some big teams back in the day that were powerhouses uh, really before the region started to build up and become the Studville. And it's a neat it's a neat gym and a neat setting. Yeah. It's it's the second largest field house in the state of Indiana behind Newcastle. And, lest we forget, it's also not seated, or it's kind of seated, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> sometimes the brackets, you look at them and you think, how in the world are those two wrestling in the third round? Um, I really am excited to look at those those Southern Wells wrestlers that we mentioned earlier, how they do in this tournament, because they've had some success down there, and I think they could walk away with some champions. You know, and that's that's going to be teams that they will not likely see during a season, so some of those guys might get some rankings uh, based on a little bit tougher competition come through the Classic down there than uh, just regular dual meet season. With that, we've reached the end of our second segment, which is period number one. The first period's over, and period number two is about to begin. And with that, will be our special guest. So we're going to send it back to studio. Dave Nathan running the board for us. We'll be back with more wrestling talk right after these messages. Hey, Indiana High School wrestling fans. This is Jason Cree, and I'm excited to announce the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports, and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates, and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. 
Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Make Heller Nursery on 400 West your one-stop holiday shop for all the gardeners in your life. Heller Nursery has a great selection of Fraser fir and Scotch and White pine Christmas trees starting at $25. Choose from literally thousands of poinsettias from $6.50 and up. Mason jar flower pots and planters make a terrific gift starting at just $5.99. Heller Nursery since 1946, across from Peterson Grain. Heller Nursery opens seven days a week. You'll find a full range of orthopedic care close to home at Adams Memorial Hospital with Dr. David Coates and PA Aaron Whitman demonstrating superior results relative to patient safety and experience. Dr. Coates and his team offer a full range of orthopedic procedures and treatment options for adults and pediatric patients with outstanding outcomes and low complication and infection rates. And individualized patient-centered care results in high patient satisfaction. Call 728-3900 to schedule. Adams Memorial. Experience ortho excellence. Welcome back to the Haggard Septon Hershey Zeld High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Rex, we're along with Dane Filling and uh, Dane, the second period has started and it's time for our special guest and we're being joined by the Belmont assistant wrestling coach, Brian Razzo, and the head Girls wrestling coach, correct, Brandon? Uh, yeah, you can kind of say that. Unofficial title. It's unofficial. Take but. that title and just run with it. <laughs> you know, own it. Just own it. You know, Rex, though, as we get talking about girls wrestling in the state of Indiana, that's really one of the things that, that some of the proponents in the sport talk about, is if the IHSAA can get girls wrestling as an official sport, that's going to allow wrestling programs to add another coach on staff um, and it's going to help both the boys and you know, the girls. You know, Title IX is going to make them do it. Yeah, and I believe so. And a lot of states already have. And I, I know that um, it's always been my contention that if you tell a girl she can come out and wrestle and she does not have to wrestle against boys and they're going to have their own season, I think that uh, the enrollment is going to go way up. And I think we've already seen that in the last few years um, with all of the tournaments that have come about in the girls' regional and girls' state tournaments and that kind of thing. So uh, I guess as we talk to Brandon here, a little bit of background. Uh, several years ago, uh, two girls came out for the uh, middle school team with Sean Froat and uh, wanted to wrestle, and they wrestled all through middle school and, and then last year uh, joined the high school team. And it was, They were the first two uh, female wrestlers from, from Belmont High School, and uh, it was one of those things where we kind of didn't know exactly what we needed to do as far as uh, were there tournaments that they needed to go to and, and uh, just started to ask around, and, and it really – they came out at the right time because there are a lot of things out there for them to do, like you said, that don't involve just going to the, to the JV tournaments uh, to wrestle boys. There's a lot of girls' tournaments out there. And, Brandon, I think if you could ask for a couple of girls to come out of your team, the two that you have are probably two of the best that you could ask for even. Yeah, uh, the two girls we got are great. Like Dan said, they started in middle school, so they've been around. Uh, and so they kind of got a kind of a upper – uh, leg on some of the competition when it comes to these uh, girl tournaments. Uh, it, it's growing right now. Um, I think this year's going to be the fourth year that they have the girl state tournament. Uh, this year there were four uh, girls only tournaments around the state. Uh, we've went to all of them: Decatur Central, 
Maconaqua, Lebanon, and we were up at Penn this past weekend. So uh, a lot of traveling uh, the past month, uh, but we're enjoying it. They're uh, they're hard workers. They're up there battling every day with the guys, and uh, you know they're in a great room. So, so what kind of results have they had so far, Brandon? Uh, well, la- uh, last year as freshman, uh, Andrea Hernandez, uh, she won the girls' regional, and then she took third at state. Uh, the, a girl that she beat at the regional uh, got her in the semis at state, uh, and that that girl, I mean, she, really good wrestler. So uh, she was. I was there at the at the regional at Maconaqua, and, and Andrea gave her a very good match, and I was disappointed to when because I didn't make it to the state finals, but to see her. Uh, knock out Andre in the semis. I really thought that Andre had a chance last year to be a champ as a is freshman. Is that the girl from South, 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 Southern Whitco? Uh, no, she was from uh, Whitco. Whitco, that's right. And, uh, South Whitley. So last year they both wrestled at 132. Andrea has dropped down this year to 126. Uh, and when we were at Maconaqua, I saw that girl that beat her last year wrestling for Whitco in the boys' lineup. And I looked at the results, and she was she's down to 120. Really? And I... I still have no clue how that happens. She was a big physical, she, she physically strong like girl. She's a big 32-pounder. Yeah, you'll, you'll recognize her, Rex. She's on uh, the match where Andrea beat her at Girls Regional is on the Belmont Wrestling uh, schedule poster this year. And I, it's hard to believe that either of those two girls would be would be 120, <laughs> yeah. although Andrea looks a little bit smaller than her. Uh, and then so uh, and then last year, uh, Trinity, uh, she got fourth at Regional and uh, sixth at State. And since then, she's she's turned another corner. Uh, we uh, we did the ISWA folk style state. Andrea won her weight class. Trinity got second. And then uh, last spring, we went out to Oklahoma City for the girls folk style nationals. Uh, and you know, I I really thought Andrea might be the one that's gonna come out there and place. Well, she draws the number one wrestler in the country right off the bat. Pan Am uh, champion. Uh, so that put her down the consolations. She ends up getting losing in the blood round. And, uh, and Trinity, she she had a great tournament. She came out of there with seventh place at nationals, and I think that that was you know it was a huge step for her. So. Give her the, give her the taste of success that lets yeah. her know that she can go to that next level. Yeah. So uh, and you're and now we're seeing it this year. Uh, right now, Andrea's nine and one, and Trinity's eight and two. The people that they've lost to, they've already. They've already avenged those losses, except one of them that Trinity has. Uh, hopefully we'll see that girl at, at State. Uh, the girl she lost to after we had the match, we found out she's ranked number 15th in the nation, a couple weight classes up. We were up 7-4, and Trinity got a little lackadaisical and caught in a headlock and pin. So that's a match we're looking to get back. So right now we're looking at uh, hopefully bringing back two state titles this year. That, that's our goal right now and they're right there at the top of their classes and now uh, you were at Penn yesterday or on Saturday I yeah. should say and how did both girls do there uh, both girls got first uh, Saturday at Penn um, Andrea uh, in the finals had uh, a Mattingly girl from Carmel who Mattingly's 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 uh, that name has been around Carmel for a while uh, they got two they got two girls our sisters that are really good. Uh, that was Andrea's loss earlier in the season, and since then, Andrea Pender last uh, Pender at Lebanon, and then beat her nine to two uh, Saturday. Uh, and then Trinity 
has been battling this girl from Lebanon. Uh, beat her last year down at State for the fifth place match. Then the first tournament of the year, pinned her again. Uh, since then, the last two weeks, uh, last week Trinity was beating her 13-4 to before pinning her, and then pinned her again this week. So, uh, you know, she... And- Penn runs a great tournament. They had, um, they had, it's called the Henry Wilk Classic. Belmont wrestled there as a team last year, but they had uh, four mats, I think, down on the main gym. But then up above, they put the the bleachers back, and they had five or no, I'm trying to remember a fifth and a sixth match mat, where they 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 rotated everybody that was there for the girls tournament, and they were different teams from all over the state. And, and Penn and, and has the, a huge team. Yeah, and yeah, and we'll, we'll kind of get to that. And this year uh, for it, they actually had the girls have their own tournament down the auxiliary gym. So it was totally separate and a lot more room. It got a little while to take off because the guy just says he's computer illiterate and didn't want to use track. So oh. it took a while to get it paired up. Uh, but, yeah, the Penn, uh, Penn's got a good girls program. I think they're upper 20s, maybe lower, lower 30s in numbers. And one thing that's benefited them is they had Sarah Hildebrandt. And, right, you know, Sarah Hildebrandt. She's a great role model. Yeah. I mean, she's a, a world medalist, uh, now has her own branding through Rudy's. Uh, and you can see that all the pen gear is brand-new Rudy, Sarah Hildebrandt stuff. Uh, but we t- kind of talked to their coach, and one way that they've talked about how they've grown their numbers is they just have the girls come in and practice on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that's just with the girls. Girls only. They don't have to wrestle the boys. But if they want to they can join the boys' practices on Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. So it gets the ones that just want to wrestle the girls, you know, do their thing. And the ones that are okay and want to keep pushing it, they can step in with the boys. And he says that's allowed them to get numbers. Uh, Lebanon, I guess, has started taking that uh, advice. Their numbers are up this year. They're in the double digits. So, uh, you know, that that's a way some are doing it. And, uh you know, to me, I'm glad that now they're having these just girls wrestling. You know, uh, to be honest, a long time ago I was against it, like girls wrestling the guys and, and stuff like this. It's just it's it's difficult for the boys, the wrestling, and it's a, it's a lose lose situation. You either went beat a girl or you lose to a girl. So, but now ever since they've been having just this girls only stuff, uh, I, I'm totally for it. It, it's great. Yeah, if you tune in and watch some of the world competitions, watch Sarah Hildebrand and Kayla Merkel wrestle at the world level, they are elite athletes. They're not just two girls. That, I mean, they are skilled. I mean, Lara Boyd, who's like a two-time world silver medalist. I mean, I, last year we watched her beat up on boys throughout the season on a boys team regularly. And, I mean, it's not a fluke. I mean, she's a tough wrestler. Mm-hmm. She's trained. And to watch them wrestle at the elite world la- world class level is, is really impressive to watch. And, and I know that part of that uh, support you're going to get to make the girls' numbers come up is the programs have to support it as well. And if Penn taking on and saying, hey, i got 30 girls wrestling, I mean, they're going to have to get behind that. They have their own tournament in Lebanon. The teams that are supported by schools are going to have tournaments and support that are the ones that are going to build it up. And I think for more schools to get to that level, they're going to have to have the school get behind and support it more than just a couple individuals wanting to do it. And I think that's the goal. Uh, Several motivated people throughout the state have been working to get those tournaments to go. But they keep pushing and they keep telling coaches that if you promote this, you're going to end up get the, getting this adopted by the IHSAA. Um, and it's just a matter of, of how many girls are out, how many different schools have teams. Um, and I think once you reach that threshold, then you're going to see, you're gonna see it, it 
boom. I mean, and it's growing. Like uh, at Penn, there was over 100 girls there at this tournament. And I think the IHSAA, I think the number they're looking at is 350. So, I mean, we're, we're close to it. We were pretty close to that number last year. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd say probably within a couple of years there's a good chance it's going to be sanctioned because it, it, there's already, I think, 19 states that have it sanctioned and a lot more that have their own version of, like, kind of what the uh, coaches are doing now with the IHSGW. Well, at the college level, I know there's multiple college teams. Uh, Indiana Tech just started their first women's program, mm-hmm. and as you have – a girl has to know that after I leave high school, it's just not done. I right. can go someplace else. The Sarah Hildebrands, the, Mer- the Kayla Merkel's world that went on and wrestled for NCAA Women's National Championship titles. I mean, that's the next level those girls need to get to. They watch, watch them be successful in the, at the world level, Olympic freestyle level, and I think, I can go beyond wrestling in high school. There's something there for right. me. Right. That, that's actually something we've actually discussed this year. Is I told him, I was like, you know, right, right now we're, we're shooting for scholarships. Indiana Tech's starting a new team. They're building. We actually just talked to that coach this weekend. Uh, you know, there, there's there's programs growing, and it's, I mean, it's growing in high school. It's growing in college. And there's opportunities, and they keep doing what they're doing. They're, they're going to get those opportunities. And you know the girls are serious about it. But side note, I was at Walmart one of my main trips to take to Walmart, and I walk up, and here's Trinity and, her, and uh, Andrea. They're standing in the ice cream aisle, looking into the looking into the ice cream. They're just looking at, it and it's like, "You girls need some." I said, "That really looks good, but we're gonna move on." Because we'll <laughs> they were cutting away. I think it was like the day before they had a match, and I asked them, I said, "You guys ever get cotton mouth?" And Andre said, ah, "It's so bad." And I said, "Well, take a button off your shirt. That was my old trick. Take a button off your shirt and put it in your mouth, and as long as you got something in there, and it just makes that cotton mouth go away." So I got to ask her if she went and took my old advice for the the button in the mouth trick, but. So, Rex, uh, the girls' uh, North Regional, they, they split it up. They've got a North and a South Regional. So if you go, if your high school team goes to the Mar- or the East Chicago Semi-State or the, the Fort Wayne Semi-State, you end up at McConaughey. That's on Friday night, January 10th. And uh, the top wrestlers from there will wrestle in the girls' state finals January 17th at the uh, Kokomo Coliseum, a new uh, venue for this year's tournament. Uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to watching both girls wrestle on both of those Fridays. So that brings us to the end of uh, period number two. As uh, we wind our way into the third period, we're going to send it back to the studio for a round of messages. We'll be back with more wrestling talk right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. 
Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Broon and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. Welcome back to the Haggards uh, and uh, Hershey's Elt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek Rexburg, along with Dane Filling. And Dane, we're into the third period. One last section to go after this uh, third period, and then will be the overtime. But right now, in third period, you can look ahead at uh, the week across the state. Well, we've already talked about a couple of the holiday tournaments that are taking place after Christmas: the ECIC at uh, Jay County, the Connorsville Spartan Classic, along <coughs> with the Al Smith, the, the granddaddy of them all as far as I'm concerned, but there's also a really interesting tournament at uh, North Montgomery Rex. It's almost like they take two tournaments, and because they wrestle them on back-to-back days, they count them as one, um, which is kind of interesting. But there'll be a dual-format tournament on day one at North Montgomery, and then they come right back the next day, and they seed those wrestlers based on their results from day one, and they wrestle an individual tournament with the same teams on day two. Different. I mean, it's... Interesting to see if those uh, results come out the same from going from the team format to the individual format. Definitely. And so with 16 teams, you obviously don't get to wrestle every team in a duel, um, but then you get that opportunity, the best of, of both worlds, I guess. So in that tournament this year, Hamilton Southeastern, a couple of NE8, three NE8 teams, Huntington North, Leo, and New Haven, uh, Mount Vernon, uh, Fortville, who's ranked in the top 20 this year, uh, along with uh, North Montgomery, West Vigo, and Western. So Rex, in 2A, for Team State, you have Western, West Vigo, North Montgomery, and Leo all wrestling in that tournament. So that will definitely uh, sort some things out with the Team a, State seating. Kind of a prelude to uh, that Team State tournament coming up next week. Definitely. And Warren Central's there also. They're the class of that uh, of that tournament. And then uh, Mooresville is a little bit down this year. Carmel is the lead team there. Edgewood is going to be there, who's a, kind of an unknown right now in the 2A team state because they haven't wrestled a whole lot of other teams involved. Uh, Franklin Central, who who snuck into the top 20 this this week overall, and uh, Westfield is also there. And then the big one uh, down south is the Modern Day Holiday Classic. They've got teams from Kentucky. They've got a team from Tennessee, one from Illinois. Um, so Modern Day is there. Floyd Central, uh, Jim Tante and his... Uh, uh, Franklin team, Mount Vernon Posey, who uh, is not going to Team State in 2A, but have had a very good year. They're undefeated, I believe. North Posey, who's ranked number one in 1A. Uh, Portage, uh, Ron Colley, and Tell City. Tell City is also going to Team State in 1A. So a very, very good tournament. Interesting to see Portage heading down to Modern Day. Uh, they were in the Al Smith for a couple of years, but um, a very good tournament down uh, in Evansville. So when we take a quick look, we've talked about the Al Smith a little bit, a uh, little uh, trivia, even though we're not having a trivia question. Can you look around the room and name the two Mishawaka, State, uh, Mishawaka tournament champions that are in attendance at today's event? I know. I see we have two. We have Paul Gunson, a three-time champ, and I believe Jason Hayes, who was a champ in 1993. Um, 
just one of those things. You walk around Decatur, you see <laughs> Al Smith champs, state champs, wherever you go. So uh, I, I, I was lucky enough that uh, I had the opportunity to work with the athletic director at Mishawaka High School, who's new this year. And um, we talked a couple weeks ago about what the program looks like there. And, you know, with the advent of track wrestling, the program has kind of gone to the wayside at a lot of tournaments. But uh, Mishawaka is going to be printing off brackets this year. But in the front of the brackets, they're going to bring back what used to be in the front of those, and that is a full listing of uh, the history of the tournament with every team that's finished in the top three, along with uh, all of the former champions all the way from 1978 until now, and then a list of four-timers and a list of three-time champs. Um, So uh, really cool. Make sure that if you go on day one that you uh, grab a program um, I give a shout out to my wife who worked really hard on compiling a lot of that information and putting it into Microsoft Excel. Uh, but it's going to look pretty cool. So I just thought we'd take a look at, at some Al Smith history. As we look at overall total titles, this is the 42nd annual um, Mishawaka Invite. At some point, they changed the name to the Al Smith Classic. Uh, Belmont started going. I think, Rex, we decided, we said 1981. First couple years of the tournament, there was 10, 9, and then 12 teams. I've got the placements here in front of us. Then it became the 32-team bloodbath that we know it as today. Yeah, it didn't take long for that to happen. Um, (laughs) To give you an idea of what the tournament started out in 1979, December of 1979, there were just nine teams in the tournament, and a school called North Liberty got second. I don't even know where North Liberty is. (laughs) It's down Liberty Liberty County. (laughs) Only north. (laughs) Uh, But uh, then in 1980, uh, it was 12 teams, and then in 81 was the biggest expansion. They went to 20 teams. Now, Belmont didn't win in 1981. It was actually Snyder who won it for the second straight year in 81. Uh, Belmont won their first title in 1984, December of 84. In uh, December of 87, so one of the years that Belmont won state, they expanded to 27 teams. And then in 88 and 89 and 90 and 91... Uh, Belmont didn't win a title, but then they won again uh, when Mr. Hayes, who just shook our hands, wrestled. Uh, they won it, uh, I think, nine out of ten years. And the only year that they lost it, they lost by half a point to Penn in 99. Uh, in one of the most memorable tournaments uh, I've been going since the late 90s. And, and, and um, I, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that 99 tournament. You know, the trivia question you had a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the, the number of... Uh, Al Smith champions, I did not realize that Belmont won it as many times as they had. I know that they're second place behind Mishawaka, who hosted their own tournament, and uh, that really people don't understand what kind of an honor that really is because, you know, what the Al Smith has become today to know that Belmont has won it as many times as they have with as many champions as they have, which really surprised with 42 champions, I think? I believe so. Yeah. So Belmont won 92 every year from 92 until 2002, except for that one year where they finished second to pen by half a point and then rex in 03 and 04 they invited lawrence north and you remember those teams <laughs> yeah. Yeah. lawrence north was the team that finally knocked modern day off of their team state run and they came in and you know if we look here i've got it you by know, a year that that's when the team starting to do a little bit of recruiting in marion county and indianapolis schools kind of start to load up and it, it kind of changed the whole dynamic of what used to be just a high school team based on non-recruiting Definitely. So then in the program that you're going to get on Thursday, we've got a list of every individual champion of the history of the tournament in 41 years. And then next to the names of those guys, there's an asterisk for every wrestler who also won a state title that year. Really? So uh, make sure that you check that out if you go to uh, Mishawaka this week. So in 2003, we're just talking about Lawrence North. They come in 
and they have one, two, three, four, five champions. You'll remember these names, Rex. David Gans, Reese Humphrey, who was yeah. a state champ. Reese Humphrey's not bad. He's wrestling on the, on the World Olympic team right now. Thomas Johnson, Corey Schneider, and uh, Big Mo Gunn was a champion at 275 pounds that year. Uh, and actually, in 2003, Belmont didn't have an individual champ. So we talked a little bit about uh, the overall individual champs. Mishawaka has the most with 59. Belmont has 47. And our trivia question the other night was Chesterton had 34, Penn with 33. Back in the day, I used to referee down the southern half of the state quite a bit, and I probably actually I probably had 10 or 15 of Reese Humphrey's matches when he wrestled in that. Uh, He's a guy that's still wrestling today at the world level. I mean, yeah, hard, to, hard to believe. I, I follow him on Twitter and just watch some of the things, and, you know, he's an, he's an elite class athlete. So uh, all the years that I used to go when I was young, they used to have a page for the three-time champions and a page for the two-time champions. And then in 2002, uh, Randy Baker won it for a fourth time, and he was the only uh, four-time champ. And I always argued that he ought to have his own page <laughs> where it just said Randy Baker and then 98, 99, 0, 2000, and 2001. So, but since then, there have been two more four-time champs. So do you have an asterisk for all the guys who won the four-time uh, Mishawaka but never won state? No, he would be the only one. <laughs> uh, Drew Hughes is a four-time state champ, or a four-time Al Smith champ, and uh, Mishawaka's Tommy Forte yeah. is the other four. Those guys are not bad. No. Drew, Drew Hughes still lighting it up in the Big Ten network as well. Yes, and then the list of three-time champs has increased by a lot. But uh, we have one of we have one three-time champ sitting right in front of us, and that's Paul Gunson. Having having a refreshing beverage during the uh, during the show today, and like once again, just throw out to like really appreciate. We counted 14 people here for our show. It's growing each week, Dane, and I don't know if they're paying attention to what we're talking about, but they're enjoying the ambiance. There's a table for wrestlers that I think. Uh, uh, Mr. Hershey was able to get uh, together to come back and talk. Uh, during Christmas, kind of easy. Some of these guys come back home to, to see their families, and uh, it was not a, a hard stretch to get them out to the show today. Yeah, we definitely appreciate everybody that comes out. So, uh, you know, Rex, as we head, uh, we get ready for Christmas, and, and, and for me, Christmas is always followed by the Al Smith, and uh, this year it's a, a trip on the 26th. Paul and I will be heading to the, to the seating meeting with 32 other 31 other head coaches and assistants, and we'll argue about whether 16 and one is better than 17 and two or whatever. But uh, it, it'll be interesting, and make sure that you follow uh, WZBD. I'm going to be sending in uh, updates throughout the day that they're going to run at the station, hopefully um, on uh, Friday and Saturday. And then, and then, if you're like me and you're a Twitter follower, you can follow Brandon Razzo. Sends out tweets of uh, all the matches of, of who's doing what up there. So I, I tend to follow that if I'm out and about someplace. That's an easy way for me to check it up on it too. It's a 32-team tournament. There's a lot of wrestling to be had, and they have to get down to eight wrestlers after uh, the first day. And usually by the time they get started, it's about 11 or 11.30, and they don't get done by, by 6 or 7 o'clock at night on day one. So now are we in your memories section here? Oh, gosh. There's a lot of memories. I'd say it's kind of sad to say that my greatest memory is us losing by half a point. Um, but uh, just, just a lot of fun. It's a great tournament. It's the oldest active high school gym in the state. Mishawaka's is, uh, and it's just a neat place. The trek back and forth between the big boy gym and the little gym uh, is a lot of fun, and you see a lot of people there that, that, that you only see there, and at individual state 
and uh, they do a great job with the tournament. They've brought in Mike Reiser as announcer the last couple of years to, to, to do it. Mishawaka streams the video of the finals. The last couple of years, they've brought out Al Smith, and they've read an introduction about, about his history of the tournament and what his goals were when he started it, and uh, all of that stuff is really neat. And, and I, I've refereed uh, in that sec- re- section of the state for enough years that I've had uh, a chance to meet with Al Smith, and I really consider him a good friend of mine, and he's one of those personal people who just takes the time and actually treats you like he knows everybody equally the same. and. He's a super class act, and that tournament could not be named after any greater person. Yeah, and, and, and you know, there's just a lot of faces that you see there that, 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 that you're sort of in awe of as a wrestling fan. I took a picture last year of, maybe it was two years ago, of Kyle Lawson, and he was getting a takedown, and he didn't think anything of the picture. But it was Henry Wilk who was giving him the two points, and in the background, sitting at the bench, was Al Smith behind him. And I said, you, <laughs> need, trifecta. To, you need to frame this. Po- this is a really cool photo if you don't know who these two guys are. And I explained it to him. And, and you know, I've refereed with Henry Wilkes. I had Henry had coached when I refereed with him. Henry Wilkes and Al Smith, two of those guys are both class acts from that area of state. And uh, one year, uh, Henry was uh, sitting in the corner of bench at, uh, at uh, Merrillville Semi-State. And we're in that corner that kind of the, the upper deck kind of hung over it. And I was sitting on my off mat, and Henry was coaching right next to me, and a water bottle come flying down over the top rail and hit between us and explode all over. And I looked at him and I said, was that for you or for me? And he said, in this area, probably me. <laughs> yeah, that Maryville semi-state was, uh, was, it was wild. A, it was terrible. I mean, the, the mat was right up against there, and people like it on your back. It was it was not a good place to have it. It still isn't a good place to have it, but they still have it there. Uh, it's at East Chicago now. Oh, okay. They've had it, okay. I think just two years, though, that they've okay. had. So. Uh, Belmont, you know, it, it's it's not a tournament that Belmont's in contention to win anymore, but it, you're still looking for placements from from Ike Rubel, from Doby Litchfield, uh, from, from Kate Freak, yep, Kyle, Kyle Lawson, Lawson. Um, and some guys like Calvin Froot and Garrett Manley and, and Isaac Freak. I think all have a chance to to, to have a good days. You know, there. maybe a top five, top six placing up there is a, is really good for them. Definitely. So that ends section number that we call the third period and we're going to come back with overtime right after this hey indiana high school wrestling fans this is jason Cree, and i'm excited to announce the double eagle will be hosting this year's high school wrestling coaches show live at 605 every tuesday night throughout the season the double eagle is proud to sponsor local sports and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote as always we are open seven days a week to bring you great food cold drinks and exciting sports action Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Make Heller Nursery on 400 West your one-stop holiday shop for all the gardeners in your life. Heller Nursery has a great selection of Fraser fir, and Scotch and White Pine Christmas trees starting at $25. Choose from literally thousands of poinsettias from $6.50 and up. Mason jar flower pots and planters make a terrific gift starting at just $5.99. 
Heller Nursery since 1946, across from Peterson Grain. Heller Nursery opens seven days a week. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Welcome back to the Haggard Septon Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek, Rexburg, along with Dane. Filling in Dane, we're in the overtime section where you're going to talk about the upcoming schedule for WZD for the rest of the week. Well, with the holidays, there's a little less sports on the radio, but tonight we've got uh, a very big game, Adam Central at Belmont uh, for girls' basketball. Uh, Belmont girls playing very well right now. And then uh, with Christmas, there's no uh, sports on the radio until Friday where we've got the flip uh, fixture there, Belmont at Adam Central for the boys. But um, I'll be also sending uh, updates throughout the day on the Al Smith Tournament to the station and listen for those on Friday and Saturday. And then on Saturday, we've got Central Michigan at Purdue at noon with the pregame starting at 11 a.m. Purdue coming off the loss to my alma mater, Butler, uh, <laughs> yesterday, Rex. And then on Saturday in the evening, Norwell at Adam Central in boys basketball. And now the section that is really going to be tough for me is uh, Dane has labeled it as podium picks for the Al Smith Championship. And Kind of put me on a spot here a little bit, but uh, as long as you give me a couple of uh, studs at the top I can pick from, I, I'll, I'll do my best. Okay, so last week, Rex, you picked Adam Central over New Haven correctly and Belmont over Leo and Columbia City over AC, but you, like me, picked uh, Garrett over Belmont. Sorry, Paul. And uh, <laughs> that puts you 3-1 and one on, the di- on the week and 9-2 and two overall. Uh, we're still picking on AJ. He's 0-1. Now, uh, I'm looking at Paul Gunsett sitting right there on time. Paul, I think I overestimated Garrett's prowess because he told me they were better than they were not that i underestimated you i overestimated them that is true i had seen them before so i guess does that make you feel any better or not (laughs) okay Okay, so rex today instead of picking dual meets because there aren't a whole lot of dual meets in the next week other than that north montgomery tournament we're going to go through and on your sheet at the back of your packet you've got al smith champs to pick now i only gave you the top three or four guys in each weight Mm. and in some of them you don't even need a second guy but uh, at 106, I think the, the matchup that people are looking at is freshman Sam Goen, who's ranked number one for Crown Point, and Ike Rubel, who's now down to fifth in the state. Who are you going to take? No, I'll tell you what. That, that uh, Crown Point room is really tough, and they have a way of recruiting some, some kids outside of their area, and they probably went out and got Sam going. He probably didn't grow up in, in Crown Point. But uh, I'll tell you what, I've been really impressed with Ike Rubel, and Ike Rubel is the kind of kid who's just mad enough to come out and get a win there. I'm going to take Ike. I was talking to his mother the other day, and she was telling me about how everybody thinks that he's such a nice kid. When he gets out on the mat, he's got a little bit different demeanor than he does when he's up in the bleachers. I thought I'd throw a nice little wicked crossface at Leo there tonight that uh, would have probably got a point from me, but that's the way it is. So. And at 113 pounds, Rex, we have one of the, one of the five matchups that we could see that featured number one versus number two at Mishawaka. It shows you how tough that tournament is. Well, I'm going to go with Cotty right off the bat. I'll take Cotty. Alex Cotty from Perry Meridian and Malik Hall from Merrillville are ranked number one and number two. Rex says Cotty. At 120 pounds, we've got another number one versus number two. Well, and Zeke Seltzer from Cathedral and Riley Bedich from Crown Point. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I have some, some 
relationship to this here. Riley Bettich, his father and I wrestled, uh, and I've met with uh, Riley at the team, at the individual state last year and talked to him, and he's a he's a quality kid, great kid. I'm going to take Bettich over Seltzer. Okay. At 126 pounds, a little bit different weight class, Bo Humphrey uh, from Snyder is there. Snyder is back in the tournament after several years out. Jace Alexander, uh, a, a name that we know well here at uh, from Adams County, <coughs> Uh, he's ranked number eighth. And then another name that, that Belmont fans know, Steven Roberson, who defeated Ike Rubel twice last year, including Friday night at state, is ranked all the way down at 11th. We may have to ask Mike Reiser exactly what's going on there because I don't think he's lost yet. But he is up a couple of weight classes. Well, my, only, my only thing here is that I, I'm going to lean towards uh, Robertson from, from Crown Point just because his room's tougher than Bo, Bo Humphreys. And uh, Alexander's probably right there with him. I mean, that, I think that... Probably a matchup is going to be between uh, Roberson and Alexander. Versus, I don't think Humphrey's going to make the top. That's just me. And at 132, I only gave you one name, Rex, and that's Jesse Mendez. Well, thanks. Don't, I don't need a, any choices there. I think Jesse Mendez is going to walk away with that one. So that's three straight uh, champs for uh, Crown Point. Now there's another chance to pick Crown Point at 138 pounds. Cody Goodwin is a freshman ranked number four, while Logan Bailey, a much more experienced high school wrestler, is number two from Cathedral. Uh, Kyle Lawson is number eight in that weight class, and uh, he is uh, more than ready to see uh, number six Logan Wagner again. Wagner got a little rough with him at Penn last year and uh, kind of got in Kyle's face, and uh, Kyle lost to him, and, and Kyle's been waiting to see him again. Well, i tell you what. I think winning the tournament's going to be Logan Bailey from Cathedral, but uh, if you pick between Lawson and Wagner, I'm going to take Lawson over Wagner. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to that. Hopefully the, the bracket works out that those two can wrestle each other. At 145 pounds, we've got Brock Ellis of Chesterton, who's ranked second, and Jacob Maldonado from Merrillville, who is fourth. Uh, let's take uh, – I'm going to take uh, Maldonado from Merrillville. Merrillville always has success at the Al Smith. And I refereed his father's matches. So, At 152 pounds, Tyler Turley of Hobart is ranked eighth. Cade Law from Columbus East is tenth. And Zionsville's Shane Bates is ranked number 12. That's kind of wide open there. Um I'm going to take uh, Cade Law from Columbus East. Columbus East graduated a lot of their studs, but they still have a pretty quality team coming back. Number 70 is easy for I'll take Elliot Rogers of Cathedral over Isaiah Defending Isaiah state champ Elliot Rogers is ranked number one at 160. He's going to face Isaiah Levitz at some point probably, who's ranked fourth. And then at 170 and at 182, we have a battle of one versus two. Who do you like between Clayton Fielden and Graham Calhoun? I'll take Fielden. Okay, we saw Fielden this weekend at Carroll. Calhoun, the Wisconsin commit, a very, very anticipated match. It's kind of the reason why they got Plymouth into that tournament in the first place, I believe. At 182 pounds, then we have number one, Joe Walker of Mishawaka and Aiden Warren of Perry Meridian, along with Jake Lone of Northwood, Chris Walton of Merrillville, who's ranked sixth, and Caden Freak. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Joe Walker. Okay. At 195 pounds, Jacob Laplace is ranked third from Mishawaka, and Evan Bates from Chesterton is ranked number two. Uh, let's go with Laplace from Mishawaka. Ranked number one or number two, but lost on Friday night to whoever was ranked number one or two next to him, I believe. <laughs> At 220, a familiar name from Merrillville, Jason Streck, and uh, David Gould from Cathedral. Let's go with Streck. And then a very good heavyweight class this year. Um, Heasy DeVoe from uh, Penn at number two. Reeve Muncie, who's just a giant of a high schooler from Carroll at number eight. And then uh, Holden Parsons from York, I mean, from, from Cathedral. Cathedral. <laughs> and uh, Jonathan Thomas from South Bend, at, I mean, from Mishawaka. Lots of transfers there at heavyweight. Yeah, just a couple. Uh, let's go with Reeve Muncie. Let's, let's go with a local boy who actually lives close to the school he goes to. 
Yeah, and I think that's definitely a, 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 a weight class that's wide open. And uh, Parsons suffered a loss to somebody that I don't think people thought he was going to, so he may be down in the rankings. But uh, a very good tournament at heavyweight. And um, I know that uh, uh, always fun to watch the heavies in the big boy gym. So, Dane, let's give a quick rundown when our next show is going to be. And that, that's kind of a jumps out is uh, January 1st. That's not a Monday, is it? Uh, we're looking at January 1st, which is a Wednesday. We're going to okay. have uh, two people from uh, Indiana Matt here. Mike Reiser and Joe Caprino, and they are going to be uh, broadcasting that on the web, also video, and we're going to reveal who's in what pool for uh, Team State this year, 3A, 2A, 1A, and that'll be the bulk of our show. It'll be a little bit different format than in uh, the last few weeks, and then um, our show after that will also not be here at Cross Creek. Uh, It will be preceding the Bluffton-Belmont duel. Which is kind of different. They haven't wrestled each other in a long time. On January 7th. So we'll be live on site. And then we'll be back on um, January 14th, I believe, if I think of my schedule correctly. We'll be back January 14th here at Double Eagle. With that, we've wrapped up a show with a lot of information, a lot of data. I'd like to thank all the people that came out to watch our show live. I'd like to thank uh, Dave Nathan for running aboard for us back to the studio. And I'd like to thank uh, all of our sponsors who allow us to sit and talk about wrestling for an hour on the radio. Yep, thank you very much. With that, we'll talk to you next week.